Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. Welcome to the first episode of Football Extra Points. I am the host. My name is Scott King. I'm creator of the website, footballextrapoints.com, where I cover all things uh, the NFL, from the combine through the draft, mini camps, and all the way through the season to the Super Bowl. So hopefully um, we got a lot to cover tonight, so hopefully you find this uh the show interesting, and we'll get some guests on here as we go on through the through the football off season, and we'll be covering everything uh, through the playoffs here, the Super Bowl, and then we'll dive right into the off season programs. This weekend, we had some really amazing games uh, that put us um, gave us some really great games to watch. On Saturday, we had the the epic Denver and Baltimore game that took us to double overtime where the Ravens pulled the huge upset of Denver there in in mile high. Saturday night, we had the San Francisco 49ers take down the Green Bay Packers. Sunday was another uh, exciting game early with Atlanta coming out with a late field goal over Seattle. And Sunday night's game had some late uh, heroics by Houston, but really New England was just too much for them to handle. So uh, we'll go ahead, and I, I want to dive right into these games and, and break them down one by one. Uh, the first game of the weekend, Saturday, was the Denver and Baltimore game. And this game was really interesting to me because there were highlights from both sides uh, throughout the entire game. There was uh, kickoffs and punts returned for touchdowns by Denver. We had interceptions returned for touchdowns. We had big bombs for touchdowns from Joe Flacco. And it really made for just an exciting game to watch throughout. It was a back-and-forth battle. You didn't have one team run away with it, and it just really turned into a really tough battle. The key for me on this one, from the Denver side, you know, they really put together some, some drives. Uh, they, they had the punt and the kickoff for a touchdown, but uh, Manning was able to put together some long drives, uh, put together some scoring drives that uh, kept Denver in the game. Baltimore's offense was really just focused on the big play. I mean, they had the big pass at the end as time was expiring. Uh, the bomb from, from Flacco to Jones that put them in position to tie the game. But throughout the game, Flacco was throwing the ball deep. Uh, he hit Smith on a couple of deep passes, and it just seemed like the Baltimore offense was was determined to make some big plays in in this game and and really go after uh, Denver's defense. And at no time did Baltimore have a drive of more than eight plays uh, in the entire game, and and neither one of those drives even ended up uh, scoring drives. And Denver ended up with more time of possession and ran more plays in Baltimore, but their defense just gave up too many big plays. And Flacco's uh, completion percentage, it's 
it stays around that 50-60% range, which is pretty low. Uh, they do take some chances down the field, but he's just uh, not the most accurate quarterback. They don't do a lot of short short pass offense, and they just rely on that big play. What, what they can do in their next game, which I'll get into later, is they can't be running these three- and four-play drives against New England because that just gives Brady more and more time on the field. So they need to be able to really sustain some drives with Ray Rice, running the ball, and keeping the Patriots' offense off the field in the championship game. As far as Denver goes, uh, you know, Manning made a bad decision in in that overtime to throw that interception. He was trying to make a play and just went after it. And it's just, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that, that that game ended that way. If Denver's defense would have made a stop at the end, if the safety wasn't out of position at the end of regulation, Denver would have walked away with it if they would have stopped one of those big passes over the top from from Flacco. Um, they would have walked away with a victory. So, you know, Manning gets a lot of the heat because he threw that interception late, but it really just comes down to their defense not stopping uh, Baltimore from making the big plays and not making any adjustments on that. And, you know, in the end, Baltimore got the victory. I'm still not the biggest Joe Flacco fan. And as far as the NFC Championship or the AFC Championship goes, uh, I'm not going to take him over Brady, but he put his team in position again to, to be there. So we'll see what happens. Uh, the Saturday night game, Green Bay and San Francisco. This was a game I was wanting to see. Uh, all the talk leading up to it was about Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay offense going up against the San Francisco defense. And while those are the two units that get a lot of the, the press and people like to talk about them, I actually wrote an article uh, talking about the, the difference in this game was going to come down to Colin Kaepernick and how he was going to handle the Green Bay defense. And the Green Bay defense this season has been uh, beat up. They've had a lot of injuries. They haven't really played well. And it hasn't been a championship-level defense. And I've talked a lot about it this year on my site and written a lot of articles and gotten a lot of negative feedback from Green Bay fans. And the reality was the defense just was not a a Super Bowl defense. And it got exposed in a big way Saturday. They did get the pick six early. And, you know, a young quarterback, you wonder if they're going to fall apart a little bit. But, I mean, obviously Kaepernick responded. He had uh, the the record for rushing yards by a, a quarterback all time in any game. Uh, you just can't you just can't say enough about the guy. He's a dynamic quarterback. I think Harbaugh knew that. He knew he had him on the roster and and just couldn't wait to get him on the field. And it's paid off. Uh, you're going to have a few interceptions here and there, but a guy that can break off and, and run for over 180 yards in a in a playoff game is, is something that you, you just can't uh, you just can't discount. As far as Green Bay goes, uh, on the offensive side, Rodgers he he got his he got 31 points. He did the best he could uh, against the the San Francisco defense. That's actually saying a lot. That, that's putting up some some points and moving the ball. Now, his defense just didn't do anything to help him out. 
And in the end, the, the Green Bay defense was just confused. They were chasing running backs that didn't have the ball, and Kaepernick just, just had their way with them. San Francisco, for them, uh, heading to Atlanta for the championship game. They've got an outstanding defense and a running game, which can travel anywhere. They're going to be playing indoors uh, on a fast field, and I just think they, they're going to have a lot in their favor in that game. Uh, Sunday's game, the early game, uh, the Atlanta-Seattle game. Atlanta jumped out big early. It looked like Ryan and the uh, Falcons were going to get over the hump and get this first playoff win out of the way for them. And they jumped out early on Seattle and looked like the game was going to get away from the Seahawks. But once again, uh, Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks were able to put something together. They were able to put some drives together, get some turnovers. And they came all the way back and took the lead with 31 seconds to go. And they went up 28-27. It really looked like they were going to be able to do something there and and win it. But Matt Ryan took the ball and got his team into position to kick the game-winning field goal. Uh, it looked like there at the end it, it might get away from them a little bit with the the attempted squib kick that ended up hitting the up man for Seattle and put them in a position where they might be able to make a play, but it was just too much for them to overcome. Yeah, it's too bad Seattle's been playing really well on the second half of the season. They've got just a, an outstanding defense, an outstanding uh, running game with Lynch and a really good quarterback. They just fell behind too much too early and, and just were never able to come back and make anything of it. And that's just, that's just too bad for them. But Atlanta moves on now. Uh, they're at home. They've got some confidence now. They've got this game under their belt. Hopefully they didn't spend all of their energy and emotion and effort in getting ready for this one playoff victory that they've left a little bit in the tank. Uh, they've got a tough matchup coming up uh, against San Francisco, and that's going to be an interesting game for them. As far as the late game, uh, New England and Houston, this was a rematch from uh, midseason when Houston was embarrassed on Monday night and uh, didn't really go too much differently this time. It was a little tight at halftime, 17-13, to 13, which was a little bit of a surprise. Um, Texans never really got Arian Foster going that much. Um, they they needed to really focus on getting him the ball. It fell behind a little bit early. I think it got him out of their, their game plan probably. Um, Foster didn't end up with uh, over 100 yards rushing for the day. And, you know, New England on offense, Tom Brady just picks apart defenses. It's it's really amazing to watch what he's doing right now. He just drops back in the pocket, picks his points. Um, they've got uh, Shane Vereen making plays. I mean, they can just plug guys in out there in New England, and they're just stepping up and making plays. And when you've got, you know, arguably the best quarterback ever at, back there making decisions, it's, it's really um, a great thing for that team. Houston was able to put together some points in the end. They didn't fold. I give them credit for that. They tried to make it a game, but it was just 
New England was just too much for them. And this team really fell apart at the second half of the season. Preseason, I had picked uh, Houston and San Francisco to go to the Super Bowl uh, with, with San Francisco winning. And midseason, it looked like Houston was the team to beat. They were really rolling. Things were clicking on both sides of the ball. And it's it's puzzling why they've fallen apart so much here in the, the second half of the season. Um, you know, the, uh, Aaron Foster did have some injury trouble there about week 16. But for the most part, you know, they just kind of fell apart. And you wonder how many more years Kubiak has. He had sort of a make-or-break year last year by making the playoffs, and they did that. Didn't go anywhere this year. The huge hope for them to play in the Super Bowl, and they fell short. And that's just uh, disappointing, I know, for Houston because they've got a quarterback in Chubb. They've got a running back in Foster. They've got Johnson, a wide receiver, J.J. Watt. I mean, they've got the core together now, and they need to capitalize on it. And and I think if they don't make a deep run next year in the playoffs, Kubiak's got to be replaced or, you know, they're just going to expect more of the same there in Houston. So that pretty much wraps up the divisional games from both days. It gave us some really great games. You know, what you always want as a fan is to be able to see some good football. You never want to see four blowout games. Uh, Makes it exciting. And, you know, the NFL didn't disappoint again. It's the most popular league out there, and, and they really delivered for their fans and, and made it exciting. So now this week, we're going to be getting ready for the championship games, and this is really, I think, both matchups are going to be outstanding. Um, starting with the NFC championship game, you've got San Francisco and Atlanta, probably the two top teams in that that conference all season. Um uh, you had Green Bay making some noise, but really it's been San Francisco and Atlanta all year. And this game is going to be, you know, again, matchup of San Francisco's defense, which is one of the top defenses in the league against Atlanta's offense with Matt Ryan, Roddy White, Jones, Gonzalez, Turner in the backfield. You know, what can they do against the San Francisco defense? But again, you know, I think the key to this game is Colin Kaepernick. What is he going to do at quarterback? Is he going to have a game like he did last week? Uh, or is he going to have one where he throws some interceptions and just can't can't really get the ball going against Atlanta? I think Atlanta did a good job of, of slowing down Russell Wilson early. Um, that's going to translate well into this week. It's a uh, you know, similar athletic running quarterback that they're going to have to deal with. Um, the difference here is San Francisco's got a better offensive line. I think they've got a better running game. I like uh, Frank Gore. I like Kaepernick as a runner. He's, uh, he's very fast uh, coming out of the backfield. So I think they're going to have their hands full as far as Atlanta on their defensive side. And on the offense, Atlanta's going to want to keep doing what they've been doing, get the ball out to their wide receivers, mix in some play action, some runs, get Rodgers and Turner going, and just keep picking away at the San Francisco defense. And they need to be patient and not get frustrated. They're going to get knocked around. This is a very aggressive defense, a very very nasty defense. And Atlanta just needs to stay calm. Matt Ryan needs to just 
you know, if he throws a pick, just come back and and keep going after it and, you know, not abandon the running game too soon. But for San Francisco also, they need to establish a running game and keep Atlanta's defense honest, get some play action going, and um, really keep picking a part of this Atlanta defense. So, Scott, you I have for, Okay. You have uh, Luke White, Cotton, Holden. Okay, great. We can go ahead and take it. Hello? Yeah. How you doing? Good. Good. I had a few minutes. I just wanted to call in and see what's going on and give some, see if you got anything that I can add. Okay. Sure, yeah. I was just breaking down. Uh, I went through the divisional games. Kind of gave my uh, thoughts on that, and then just uh, kind of getting into the San Francisco Atlanta matchup and talking about uh, Atlanta's offense and and San Francisco's defense and and uh, Colin Kaepernick. You know, can he continue what he did last week, or is he going to kind of regress into that young quarterback and make some mistakes? I think he's got it. He. Uh... He showed what this past weekend that Jim, Har- uh, Jim Harbaugh made the right decision. Um, I just don't think Atlanta's defense is is what Seattle was or any or anything that he faced this year. So I, I feel that he's going to have a good game and take him to the Super Bowl. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I think for Harbaugh, he he's he saw Kaepernick since he got there, and and I think he's just been waiting the last two years to get him on the field. And uh, he was just, you know, he got him mixed in a little bit on on some plays early, but he knew what he had in this guy, and, and he's definitely a special quarterback. It's it's going to be exciting, uh, exciting game to watch. What, uh, right. what what do you think this? What do you think the score is going to be? Do you have a prediction yet? Um, I haven't thought much about a prediction. Uh, you know, Atlanta's got the home field. Uh, you know, championship games are always tough. I to guess they win by ten. I'd say you know twenty four or fourteen somewhere in there. I, I just okay. don't feel that. I'm not sold on Atlanta, like probably a lot of people. So. Yep. Yeah, they had a lot of questions to uh, to answer, and they, and they almost choked it away um, yesterday against Seattle. I I actually have this one twenty seven twenty one San Francisco. Um, maybe giving Atlanta a little bit more credit. Atlanta's actually plus four at home, which is not a good sign if they're getting points at home in a championship game. Um, so that's uh, that's never a good sign. Nope. And, uh, yeah, I they were close last year, and I just think with the group in, they just, man, they look tough. They're, they're a team to beat, I think, even if well, my predictions: New England and San Francisco in the Super Bowl. So, and I think San Francisco wins. Yeah, well, I I had San Francisco picked from uh, preseason, and and I'm feeling pretty good about that. You know, sometimes those those things blow up in your face early on. So I'm glad to see them still hanging in there. 
And uh, I actually haven't previewed the New England game yet, but I actually have the Patriots also going. So I think that's a, a huge Super Bowl. I think it works out well for the NFL. You've got East Coast, West Coast teams, huge franchises. The, the league just keeps getting more and more popular, and this is exactly why. Right. I Part of me wouldn't mind seeing both Harbaugh's, but I just <laughs> – I can't see Baltimore doing it. Flacco had a good game last week, but can he do that again? I doubt it. No, I, I, I don't see it. Yep. All right. Well, great. Well, I appreciate the call. Okay, no problem. Thank you. Yep, thanks. Uh, uh, yep, bye. Well, I kind of tip my hand there on the New England game, but I'll, I'll go ahead and jump into it anyways. Um, so we've got Baltimore and New England. I, I think this, uh, you know, on, on paper you'd like to look at this game and think it's going to be two good defenses going up against each other, but in reality this is going to be an all-offensive matchup. Um, Baltimore, their defense is older, um, old, slow, however you want to call it, and you know, I guess they, they like to hear that and want to feed on it these days, so I'll go ahead and call them that. Um, as far as New England's defense, you know, they, they're kind of on the opposite end. They're a younger defense. They've been drafting defense here the last couple of years. They've really been playing well. Uh, the trade for uh, Tlaib, I think, really helps them out a lot. I think he's a really good playmaker. Uh, lets them do some things on defense that they couldn't before. And I think offensively, you know, Baltimore, they've been going for these big plays. They like to show off Flacco's big arm. Uh, Belichick obviously is going to see the game film against Denver. He's going to see what happens. And they're going to make those adjustments. I I don't see Baltimore making any 70-yard touchdown passes at the end of the half or at the end of the game. Belichick's not going to let that happen. And... You know, they're going to make them earn it. And the Ravens' offense is going to have to line it up. They're going to have to get Ray Rice established. And they're going to have to run plays to keep Tom Brady off the field because this new Patriots offense that sort of runs like Oregon's offense where they want to run as many plays as they can is going to give Brady that many more opportunities to score touchdowns. So if Flacco and those guys want to go out and run three or four play drives and put Brady back on the field, they better be scoring touchdowns every time because field goals just are not going to cut it. And as far as Brady goes, he's going to do whatever he wants on offense at this point. I mean, they're dropping back, throwing, running, passing, tight end, wide receiver, running back. He's just distributing the ball all over the field, and and it's really interesting to watch. So I – I just think that this game, New England's too much for them. They're, they're minus nine at this point at home, and I see New England 31-17, and I think they get control early and just run away with this one. So that puts our Super Bowl matchup, as far as I've got it, as San Francisco and New England. I'll wait and see how these games go, but you know, I've made it no secret that I've been with San Francisco the whole season. Their defense is, is really impressive. And, you know, I think that travels anywhere. When you've got a good defense, you can't beat it. So we've got, again, a great 
matchup of two championship games. You've got franchises that are cover coast to coast. We're going to have good games. We're going to pull in a lot of the country to watch these two games. And they should be both really good games. Uh, you know, even if New England pulls, you know, 31-17, not 55 to nothing. So these games should be in striking distance for both teams. And I think there'll be another exciting weekend of football. And then we'll have uh, a week, two weeks to talk about it with the Pro Bowl mixed in there. But I think it'll be another good two weeks of, of football to watch. So that pretty much wraps up the weekend and gives us a, a little bit of a preview into the championship games. That's definitely, you know, what's on everybody's mind. I wanted to hit on an extra point for the week, and um, this one comes from everyone's favorite topic, which is Tim Tebow. He's always in the news. And uh, last week, the Jaguars general manager came out and said, that he doesn't see any way that they're going to get Tim Tebow down there and Jacksonville to play quarterback. And, you know, I continue to hear people talk about how he can't play quarterback and, you know, he's not a quarterback in this league and what all he can't do. And, and that's fine. I I watch football enough. I can see that he doesn't have the best arm. But I did watch him, what he did with Denver last year. Uh, he got him into the playoffs and won a playoff game, which is not easy, no matter who you are in this league. And you know, obviously, people are talking this week about the fact that Peyton Manning lost his first playoff game in Denver, but Tebow won his. And I don't really think that's a fair comparison. But when you look at a guy like Tebow and and what he brings to a team and and uh, what he did last year. I just looked down the list of some of the guys that started quarterback in the league, and I, I wrote about this a little bit earlier um, toward the end of the season. And I look at a guy like Tebow, and I I wonder if these guys are better than him. You know, we've got – here's some of the quarterbacks that played this year. Brady Quinn, John Skelton, Colt McCoy, Matt Castle, Brandon Whedon, Blaine Gabbert, Ryan Lindy, Charlie Batch, Chad Henney, Greg McElroy. Matt Weiner, Chad Henning. Now, you know, some of those guys won some games and, and put together some plays, but, you know, of those guys, is, is Tebow not better than any of them to get on the field? And, and that's where I just wonder, you know, why why can't he just get on the field? Somebody put him on the field and, and give him an opportunity. So, you know, that's that's kind of my extra point for the week. We'll see what happens with Tebow. Uh, there's still a lot of coaching vacancies out there, a lot of teams trying to figure out what they're doing. There's a lot of bad quarterbacks in the league, and there's a lot of teams that need to figure out what they're going to do. There's not a lot of free agent quarterbacks coming out. You know, you you got to figure Michael Vick's going to be on the market. Uh, Alex Smith's going to be on the market. A guy like Matt Flynn's going to be on the market. Where are they going to go? What, what are they going to do? Where are coaches going to land? You've got Andy Reid now in New England. I'm sorry, in uh, Kansas City. He needs a quarterback big time. And you know Vic's not going there. So where's he going to end up? So the NFL, the year-round league, we're wrapping up the playoffs now. Super Bowl in a couple weeks. And for those of us that are into this every day, we just jump right into looking at free agency, the draft, the combine, 
And uh, right after that will be mini camps, and the Hall of Fame game will be right behind it. So we're just, uh, as fans, it's a great time to be a fan of the NFL. We've got a lot of young quarterbacks coming up. So then uh, it's a great time for the NFL. Well, my time's up for today. Uh, appreciate everyone that tuned in and the caller. Um, hopefully you found this interesting. I, I enjoyed it. And uh, we'll be back next week, Mondays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on uh, RF Sports Radio. And I'm your host, Scott King. You can do my work at footballextrapoints.com. And I'll talk to you guys next week.